There's clever engineers. But no. Time for ASO Radio. Oh, when the saints, oh, when the saints, oh, when the saints come marching in, it's time for ASO Radio. I am NC17. This is ASO Radio. And this is the 109th episode of ASO Radio, as a matter of fact. We've got news, reviews, and everything else for yous. And so why don't we just take things as we usually do and start off with some anime news. Are you ready for the power? The girl power? Notice there is no I in girl. No, the Girls Power uh, Girls Comics from Japan exhibit will be shown at the Japan Information and Culture Center in Washington, D.C. starting January 30th. This is part of an internationally touring exhibit and has been featured at CSU, uh, Chico, uh, University of Mexico, Albuquerque, Columbia College, Chicago, the Pratt Institute, and the Japan Foundation, Toronto. Sounds pretty cool. Give it a look if you get a chance. Uh, next, we have a new Sakura Wars movie in the works. Sakura Wars, or Sakura Tyson. Uh, Gonzo and AIC will produce a new miniseries called Sakura Tyson, New York, New York. Volume 1 of the series drops April 4th in Japan. I just certainly hope they don't drop it on anyone, which would get hurt. Studio Ghibli is opening a Studio Ghibli museum. Library. Uh, yes, uh, Ghibli, or Ghibli, depending on how you like to pronounce it, will release a Western... Uh, what? Will release Western animation in theaters and on DVD in Japan under a new Ghibli Museum Library label. Although Ghibli has previously released works like uh, Sylvain Chomet's Triplez de Bellevue and Michel Ocelot's Kiriko, this is the first time that they have established a regular channel through which to distribute foreign animation. The first Ghibli Museum Library theatrical release will be Alexander Petrov's latest film, My Love. The film will premiere March 13th under the title Haru no Mezame. Uh, Goro Miyazaki is managing a Petrov uh, exhibition at the Ghibli Museum, his first Ghibli project since Gato Senki. Uh, Paul Grimes Leroy et Leosset will be the first Ghibli Museum Library DVD. The disc will be released April 4th in two and three disc editions. Neither is expected to have English subtitles, unfortunately. Uh, Ghibli Museum has posted a trailer for the release on their website. The Ghibli Museum has also debuted its new website with a post by Kiyofumi Nakajima, who succeeded Goro Miyazaki as the museum's director. 
So all very interesting news. Maybe we'll be fortunate enough and get some of the Ghibli Museum Library releases released in the United States. I'm talking to you, Disney Miramax. And last, we're going to have to end the news on a sad tone, because AnikiCon has been cancelled. Yes, Germany's AnikiCon has been cancelled due to lack of interest. The event was to be held April 6th through the 8th in Bonn, Germany, but now will only be held in our hearts. So, we dedicate this episode to our sadly cancelled AnikiCon. May you rest in manga heaven. Uh, and that's going to do it for the news, but don't worry, we have much more of this episode, so keep your MP3 player dialed into this program. Now I know what you're thinking. NZ17, are you going to review more anime? <laughs> of course! That's half the point of the show. And uh, this being episode 109, we're going to be reviewing Disgaea and this ugly yet beautiful world. Uh, first, Disgaea. Now, for those of you not familiar with this franchise, it actually started off on the PlayStation 2 and was such a successful release for Nippon Ichi Software and Nippon Ichi Software America that it spawned not only a sequel, not only a manga, but also an anime series. And Disgaea Volume 1 has the first four episodes of this. What did I think of it? Well, first of all, big uh, kudos to the animators for keeping it in the Disgaea style. Unfortunately, the manga was not in the Disgaea art style, and really, the art of Disgaea is the majority of the draw, plus, of course, the charming characters. So, that was disappointing about the manga, but what about the anime? Well, like I said, it retains the art style, it's very fluidly animated, but they like to tinker around a bit with the storyline. Uh, the good part about this, of course, is if you have uh, played the video game, then you're going to see some new stuff and some different takes on things in here. Unfortunately, if you uh, are a purist and you want the anime to be a direct reflection of the game, then you're out of luck. And if you have not played the game and just see this show, well, then you don't have to worry about any of that because it has really nice music, uh, which didn't seem to have quite the impact that it did when I was originally watching this fan sub. I'm theorizing that might be because of the uh, crappy speakers on the television I watched this on. Uh, regardless of that, though, uh, it was pretty good, but it is not as good as the later episodes. I had not seen these four before. I'm more familiar with episodes five through eight, so I can say that it does get better later on, but this first volume uh, was a little bit boring, a little bit more childish than the Disgaea game came off as across. Uh, so it's kind of getting docked a few points here, but it still had a really good animation style. Even th so, though, I'm going to have to go and give Volume 1 of Disgaea a neutral. I know it picks up later, so let's uh, hope that the latter episodes after what I have seen are even better. And next up, we have this ugly yet beautiful world. Now, I could go and describe this ugly yet beautiful world, and I will, but let me just warn you in advance. This show is entirely uh, convoluted, it is trite, and worst of all, it is just a conglomerate of past ideas. This Ugly Yet Beautiful World is essentially about uh, 
a bunch of, uh, oh no wait, I'm sorry, I was confusing this with My Hime, which I will be reviewing on a future episode of ASO Radio, um, but regardless, this ugly yet beautiful world was just uh, an ugly show, <laughs> uh, not ugly as in the art style, the art style was actually really felt like a, uh, a fan-made uh, production, some cheap dating game or whatnot, uh, used colors quite a bit, um, and it seemed to be more about gratuitously showing off its female characters than having any real desirable plot. Uh, Essentially, what happens is there's some crazy crap going on in the sky. It looks like some comets that these two uh, guys go and observe. But lo and behold, it is not a comet, but a girl reborn upon this world. They go and discover her in a tree and some crazy-ass reptile-like monster. The guy has powers awakened within him, which he uses to fend off this monster. Uh, eventually, the, uh, though the uh, girl is rescued... Um, but the monster is not quite dead, but later on some crazy, wild, violent side of her comes out and she ends up killing the monster on her own in a uh, disturbingly thorough and um, messed up way. So this ugly yet beautiful world was just a rote exercise in boredom for me. And so, uh, much like my Hime, I didn't so much enjoy watching it. And I'm going to give this ugly yet beautiful world a not recommended. It's not worth buying, and it is certainly not worth renting either, and so I recommend you save your money for something that is of redeemable value. Uh, what could that be? Well, you're just going to have to watch more of ASO Radio and keep listening to our reviews so I can tell you what's good and what's not and what's hot. But instead of relying upon standard used uh, rhyming mechanisms, how about we go and rely upon some fan mail and maybe, just maybe, some awesome music. So this part of the show is called the fan mail section, but the mail we're going to be receiving is not so much fan mail for us, but for a very special boy. Uh, now, usually I wouldn't go and indulge in such a message, but it seemed rather heartfelt. It wasn't spam, and uh, I thought that it would just be crazy enough to do on the show. So we got this bit of uh, fan mail, if you will, and it reads as such... I love Evan Sutherland in Sackville, Nova Scotia, and I want him soon, and I think Evan Sutherland loves me too. Can you make Evan Sutherland from Sackville, Nova Scotia see me? Thank you, world. So, rather strange. Uh, kind of like spam, but no products were trying to be sold. So, crazy girl who's in love with Evan Sutherland in Sackville, Nova Scotia, I wish you the very best luck in hooking up with him. And Evan Sutherland... Maybe she's a bit out there, but hey, she obviously has feelings for you. Maybe it's worth a chance. So I say, if you care to, go for it. Give it a chance. After all, what's the worst that could happen? She kidnap you, break your legs so you can't escape, and have you tied to the bed so that she can kiss all over you? I mean, it's kind of bad, but it's not terrible, right? Uh, okay, so <laughs> I just had to read that. That was just so off the wall that it seemed worthwhile. Um, but anyways... 
We've got uh, some music for you this episode. As a matter of fact, this is from Anunnaki. Uh, I recommend you check out their website, which we have linked to from the Asa Radio uh, Musicians page, where we link to all the independent bands and musicians that send us music to play on our show. We're going to play on this episode, Waitlist, by Anunnaki. Uh, which uh, is actually a band out of Canada. So I hope that you can give them a listen and that you enjoy this music. And if you or someone you know uh, is into independent music, be sure to send us a uh, little fan mail. Let us know, and we can play your stuff on ASO Radio as well. So like I said, if you play music with the group by yourself or know somebody that would like to get a little more fame by being on our ASO Radio program, be sure to write in and let us know. So without further ado, Anunnaki with their song, Weightless.
Alrighty then. We have uh, some anime and... Wait, anime? We already did that. We have some manga to review and some video games too. And I hope you all enjoyed Anunnaki's music. So, we're going to review Castlevania Portrait of Ruin. If you've played any of the last several portable Castlevania games, this game for the Nintendo DS is really no different. You're essentially going around in a uh, castle... Uh, designed much in the way that the Metroid games are, where you can't access all the areas until you get certain abilities which allow you to access further areas. Uh, this game, though, takes a bit of a different spin on things. For one, you're not playing as one character. You're actually playing as two characters. You have a variety of ways to control the secondary character, and you actually also have the choice of just controlling a single character at the same time. Uh, what's an interesting twist is that the secondary character actually uses your magic points for their health, so every time they get hit, it takes away from your magic points rather than a collective health bar, which would be a pretty bad idea, considering that the artificial intelligence for the second character is none too bright. Uh, however, it is fun being able to switch between the two characters and being able to equip both of them with their own unique set of equipable items. Unfortunately, though... Like most Japanese games, everything that the female character can equip is crazy, fashionable things that would provide no actual protection from attacks or just kinky crap that Japanese dudes want to dress girls up in. Uh, and the guy wears mainly a boring array of things. Uh, but it is nice being able to go and play as both Jonathan, the male character, and Charlotte, his uh, female childhood friend, and in this game, uh, the, another unique thing they did is instead of the usual go through an entire castle or, oh look, there's a parallel version of this castle in some sense, in this game, there are actually portraits drawn by a vampire who is not Dracula, and you must go into these portraits to destroy the bosses and thus uh, destroying the power that they have over the castle. Uh, so they did a bit of an interesting thing with the storyline, bit of interesting stuff with uh, different character controls. Uh, thankfully, the super-duper simplified art style that they went with with um, Dawn of Sorrow, the previous Nintendo DS Castlevania game, is gone. Uh, unfortunately, they don't bring back the artistic, stylish uh, style of art that they had been using in the past for things such as Symphony of the Night, and uh, Circle of the Moon and whatnot. So we're left with a combination between the simplified anime stylings and the uh, exquisitely detailed Gothic-style paintings, which doesn't end up too bad, but I still prefer the older style. Uh, all in all, though, the game was pretty nice, but rather boring if you've played any of the earlier games because you know exactly what to expect in terms of what will happen when as far as the gameplay is concerned. Uh, but I still enjoyed this game. Uh, I'm glad I played it. And there's a couple of unlockable modes and characters. Uh, so it's a, it's a pretty good game all in all, but not enough to get a highly recommended, but I will give it a recommended nonetheless. Now, next up is a game uh, which is trying to play off of its humor and appeal to children. This game is Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime, also for the Nintendo DS. And unfortunately, though, uh, like I said, it tries to appeal to children, but in the same sense, I think it cuts off almost all adults. Uh, the, the game is uh, very simplified. 
um, entirely colorful, uh, but very heavy on the text. Uh, so I would think this is more for your 10 to 14 year old players than anyone else because it uses a lot of cute characters, uh, a lot of quirky music and sound effects, and just a, a pun-filled storyline. Unfortunately, none of this really appealed to me, and so I'm going to give this a not recommended. Now, normally I wouldn't give something a not recommended just rating things on my own, uh, and that way it would average out with the other people reviewing things, but frankly, this game just didn't hold enough appeal for me, and I tried for about two to five hours to really get into this, and it just would not happen, so I'm going to have to go give Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime not recommended. Speaking of such a rating, now we're going to review some manga and Comic Party Party Time, which is the uh, doujinshi version of Comic Party. Let me explain. Comic Party um, is about a bunch of people, amateur comic artists, trying to make it big. And in an interesting twist, Comic Party... Uh, Party Time, it also has two others with different subtitles to differentiate it from the main comic party series. This series is actually drawn by uh, somewhat famous amateur comic artists. And uh, so every story, there's no continuity between the stories. The art styles keep going all over the place. Sometimes characters are in character. Sometimes they're not in character. Um, some stories are really mild. Some are really out there. Others are just completely off the wall. And uh, while I really liked Comic Party, I did not like uh, this Party Time doujinshi variation. And so this is going to get a not recommended from Mr. MZ17. Who is I? Who is me? Anyways, uh, we have one more review for you on this hot spot of ASO Radio, and that is Boys B, Volume 1. Now, the title is a bit of a derivation from a full sentence as in boys be crazy, boys be horny, boys be doing all sorts of zany stuff to get girls. And that's really what this series is all about. Uh, unlike most manga out there, which has a continuously running story from entry to entry, boys be actually takes a different approach where each story is an entire story unto itself. There's a few two-parters or three-parters interspersed, but mainly um, all the storylines stick to themselves and don't interfere with the other ones. Each one focuses on a boy or a group of boys who uh, want to have a girlfriend in some uh, facet or another. And uh, each one is a story about the adventures that go on. Some of them are cute and charming. Some of them are heart-touching. Some of them are just uh, zany, randy, uh, teenage boy hijinks. Uh, it really runs the gamut. And so um, if you are a male and you like looking at females and guys getting into situations you could only hope to be in, then Boys B is a good read. If you're a girl that wants to get a bit into the way that the male mind works, Boys B is also worth reading. Um, but uh, in a future volume of ASO Radio, we're going to be reviewing uh, the second volume of Boys B. And I have to say that it does go and uh, taper off. 
you see Boys B is actually, um, unlike most manga, drawn by one person and written by another. So you have one person authoring the stories, another person uh, illustrating. And so while this is nice, unfortunately the illustrator has a real problem breaking out of his box. Uh, besides for maybe the hairstyles and the clothes, all the girls seem to look almost exactly the same. And the guys, not much better. They're pretty much carbon copies as well. So it uh, almost feels like you're spinning tires in place because you gain no real traction since once one story is over, you don't ever see what happens to these characters in the future. And furthermore, since they all look the same, it feels like every time things are being reset to the beginning of a situation. So uh, I did enjoy the stories in this one, though, so I'm going to give this a recommended, but it's not exactly going to win any Shakespearean Festival Awards, especially since I don't think they give awards at the Shakespeare Festival and since it's not uh, Shakespearean. But... Regardless, Boys B is enjoyable, but don't go in expecting something profoundly ground-shaking. But it does have some tender moments, and it does have some zany, rambunctious moments, so I did enjoy this. Well, thank you all for joining me for episode 109 of ESO Radio. Uh, it's been a real pleasure having you around. Uh, if uh, you would like to contribute to the show, that would be super awesome. We're always accepting fan mail, fan art, and music, and we would be uh, we would just love to get some of that from you to show on our show, to show on our website. Uh, it's really just super whenever we hear from our fans, because you let us know what you like, we'll give you more of what you like. That's the deal here at ASO Radio. Anyways, it's been fun, but it's time to go. Hope you go and tune in to episode 110 of ASO Radio, where we'll be reviewing Princess Nine, uh, Super Gals, Kirby Squeak Squad, and WarioWare, not to mention the manga Boys Be Volume Two and Oh My Goddess, Volume 11. Uh, so we have plenty in store for you if you just happen to come on by next time for Episode 110 of ASA Radio. But for now, this is NZ17, and I am going to sign off on Episode 109 of ASA Radio. ASA Radio is copyright of NZ17 Productions. ASA Radio is licensed to the general public under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike License. Additional licenses available. For more information, visit us online at www.nz17.com.